we are continuing. I want to kind of continue where we've been, but I also want to go further than that. Everybody say further. Because today is back to school Sunday. And so obviously I would be amiss if I didn't tie in what we've been talking about into what we're doing today and where we're going in the future. Does that make sense? And so we've been talking about the Word. We've been talking about the Bible. We've been talking about God's Word. We've been studying um, Mark chapter 4, Matthew 13, the parable of the sower. You know, the parable of the sower tells us uh, very clearly that there are four type of grounds, types of grounds that we can be. Right, That we can be uh, um, the wayside, or we can be thorny ground, we can be shallow ground, or we can be good ground. What does that mean? Well, the parable of the sower is simply this, that a, a, a sower casts out seed. Well, the sower is anyone who's preaching the word, and the, the word is the seed. Everybody say, the word is the seed. Come on, y'all got to talk with me now. I got, I got to have some support. I'm going to preach all afternoon. I'm just kidding. Say, the word is the seed. So, if we know the word is the seed, then we are the ground. Point to yourself and say, I'm the ground. Now, I, 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 we have our podcast available, and so our podcast has all of the previous, there's actually four messages out there that I have on, on that topic. So, I don't have time to recap all of it because we've got to pray for our kids and we've got to get ready for back to school. But I want to just say this. You know, John 6.63 says, It is the Spirit who gives life, and the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Everybody say that with me. Say God's words are spirit and they are life. See, we can take all kinds of words of wisdom. We can take all kinds of of, of knowledge. We can seek all kinds of things. But the most important thing that you can receive, listen to me, parents. The most important thing that you can put in your kids is the word. It's spirit and life. See, we're a spirit. That's, what, that's who we are. The real me is a spirit. The real you, you're a spirit. Point to yourself and say, I'm a spirit. I told you I was going to make you talk today. I'm like, man, I got to talk again. I'm almost done. I'm going to preach, but just I got to get you warmed up. Say, I'm a spirit. I live in a body, and I have a soul. What is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's your soul. Obviously, your body is your earth suit. It's your flesh. It's what you see. So we are a three-part being, right? But you are who you really are as a spirit. The Bible tells us in Romans that, that the Holy Spirit connects with our spirit. We know that that's how we're connected to God, that that's how we were made new and made fresh. When we, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we're made new from the inside. How many of y'all got saved and your hair changed? No? Anybody's skin color change? Anybody's, um, hey, did your bank account increase? If you did, let me know where you got saved at. I'm going to go to that church. No, but, but that, that's not what, we're the same on the outside. Circumstances are the same. If you, if you liked, if you had sinful tendencies before in the flesh, you're likely to have those without a, some sort of miraculous event, right? You're, you're likely to still have those after you're saved because on the inside is what gets made new. But the Bible tells us we're changed from the inside out. Well, what changes us? The Word. The Word. That's why this is so important. That's why we've spent weeks and weeks on this topic and why it's culminating today on Back to School Sunday because the Word that we received, the Word that's preached, listen to me, where you go to church matters. 
The words you hear matters. Whether you're at church once, uh, once a month, that matters. Because if you've got kids, that means they're only in church once a month. Where you go to church matters. The words you hear preached matters. It matters that it's a word that's filled with spirit and life. That it's not some, you know, fluffy chicken soup for the soul message. That it's a word that actually penetrates the heart. Well, how do we do that? Number one, we go to a Holy Ghost church. Because the Bible says that the Spirit of God is the one who reveals and brings revelation to us. Does that make sense? Y'all seen how all this is coming together? Just wait, I'm not even done yet. I'm just getting started. But listen to me. The Word tells us in John 6, 63 that His words are spirit and life. Check this out, Hebrews 4, 12. For the Word of God is living and powerful. Say living. Say powerful. See, the Word of God is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. His Word is like a sword. As a matter of fact, when we read about the, the armor of God, we see that the Word is the sword. This is the, the, the Spirit of truth is the sword. So, if we're going to have any weapon to take with us, anywhere we go, I want the weapon that's going to make a difference. I want to make a, a weapon. I want to have a weapon that's going to make a difference. Will you help her out? I want to, I want to uh, make a difference in our life. And the only way that I know without a shadow of a doubt that that's going to happen and that's going to be uh, um, uh, a powerful thing that happens is if the word is the one that's in my life doing that I'm putting in action. Let me say it that way. I've got to put the word in action. I can, I can take the word and the word can just be like, like um, let's go back to the types of ground. Everybody remember what they are? Wayside, shallow, thorny, and good ground. If I'm the wayside, that means that the, the word is just cast and then I don't really receive it. That it just comes and it just bounces off of me and the, de- the Bible actually says that the devil snatches it away. Or I can be shallow. I actually receive the word, but as soon as I leave church, it's basically worth, not worth anything because I'm so focused on everything else. I have no, no, no depth to me. Or I can be thorny ground where I actually receive the word. The word is, is working. The word is planted. I, I really believe God. I want God, but I also am lusting after other things. I'm lusting after maybe it's money or maybe it's um, um, fame or maybe it's all these different things in my life. And when I do, the Bible says that those things will choke out the word. So what type of ground are we? I'm telling you this morning, as I go a little bit further into what I actually want to talk to you about today, I want you to remember what we've been preaching on and what we've been talking about. Go back and listen to this podcast. Get that in your heart that, hey, I've got to have the word in me. If anything's going to make a different difference in my house, in my family, it's going to be the word. I'm going to be determined to be at the, at the church every time the doors open. If there's a Bible study, I'm going to be there because, I, you know, maybe that's not even the type of format Bible study I like. But it's better to get the word than get no word. It's better to get something than, than to get nothing. I don't feel like going to church this morning. Get up and go. That's the day you need to go. That's the day you need the word because that's the day something is, that's the day you need it. You know, sometimes going to church is a lot like working out. How many of y'all have ever worked out? I worked out in college. I, I actually played rugby. Have y'all ever seen rugby? It's like football mixed with soccer, a little bit of cheerleading, and no football pads. Cheerleading? Yeah, look it up. They cheerlead. They lift people up. I'm serious. It's crazy. It's an awesome sport, though. But 
I, I, I didn't play a whole lot of sports in high school, uh, at least not group sports, and so this was new for me. And the whole group workout thing was really new to me. Really new. As a matter of fact, it was, it was kind of uh, an anomaly for me. It was strange. It was um, uh, uh, something that I had to really, really kind of get used to. And so when I got, got into working out, I realized that the first couple weeks were great. But then there came a day where I did not feel like going. I didn't feel like going. I didn't feel like, like, like being there. I didn't feel like, you know, uh, um, getting up that day. How many of y'all have ever been there when you work out? I didn't feel like going there that day. Now, I know you, you coach football, right? You've coached different sports. You played football, you said. And I know there were times where you didn't feel like going to work out. Have you been there? I didn't feel like going every day. I didn't feel like being there every day. I didn't feel like working out that day. But those were the days that I needed to go. And that's how it is for us with the word. We need to go and receive the word on those days more than anything. So I want to continue where we were and go even further. How many of y'all know that there are power, there is power in your words? Say that with me. Say, there is power in my words. Turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. We're going to look at just a few verses here. And then we're going to wrap this up. And we're going to pray for everyone that's going back to school. I'm so excited to see all of y'all today. Excited for the opportunity to pray for you. I'm going to give you a chance to turn there. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. The very beginning of the book. Very be- It's right after the table of contents, if you're looking for it. Right after the table of contents. All right. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Then God said, Let's go back to verse 2. The earth was without form. There was nothing there. The earth was void. There was no earth. It was void. It was empty. Darkness was on the face of the deep. There was no light. There was no sun. There was no moon. There was nothing there. And the Spirit of God was hovering there over the face of the waters. The Bible is describing the only way it knows how to describe the nothingness as waters. And then it says that in verse 3 it says, God spoke. God said, God didn't think, God didn't wish, God spoke. He spoke. He opened what we can understand to be his mouth and he spoke. And he said, let there be light. And there was light. Our God is a creative, powerful, all-encompassing God that has the ability to speak when there is nothing there and speak it into existence. Think about that. The Bible tells us there was nothing there. There was nothing. It was void. It was dark. It was non-existent. All that was there was the Spirit of God hovering above And then he said, and there was. 
You know, there are seven times in Genesis chapter 1, there's more than that actually, but having to do with the creative process, there's seven times the Bible tells us that God said, seven times in six days, he doubled up on day three. Genesis 1-3, Genesis 1-6, Genesis 1-9, Genesis 1-11, Genesis 1-14, Genesis 1-20, Genesis 1-24, God said, God spoke. God took what wasn't there and spoke it into existence. That is how creatively powerful our God is. He created good. He created what we needed. He provided what was needed. He gifted to us exactly what we needed. He provided, think about the earth around us and the beauty of the earth. Look at how creative and how wonderful our God is. I mean, don't I ever just amaze, I mean, aren't you amazed at the creatures in the sea? The, I mean, birds that fly the way they do. The way we're created, all that's around us, how wonderfully and beautifully made it is. God spoke it into existence. You know, it's important to note that he said and he didn't think. He spoke. He didn't just think. He didn't wish. He spoke. See, you can't just think things into existence. You can't just think things into existence. As you're going into this school year, because today is back to school Sunday, so we're focusing on that. But whatever you do in your life, whatever your job is, whatever your 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 your, your stature of life is, whatever it is that you do, you can't just wish or hope things into existence. The Bible tells us that, that are, there's a couple things that work here. Number one is faith. That's why we've been teaching what we're teaching. Because Romans 10, 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. Say that with me. Say faith comes by hearing the word of God. See, the word is taught, the word comes forth, and as the word is taught, we receive faith from it. That's why it's so important that we're good ground, that we receive the seed. The Bible also tells us in Hebrews, I'm tying all this in together, y'all stay with me. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why is that? Because you can't believe in a God you don't see without faith. You have to have faith. How does faith come? It comes by the word. As I'm preaching this morning, the word is getting in you and faith is growing in you and faith is developing in you. Faith comes by hearing. That's the only way that faith comes. It comes by the word. Again, go back and listen to these, these previous messages because they'll make a difference in your life. But, but here we see in Proverbs 18.21. Check that out. Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Everybody lightly bite your tongue. Just lightly bite your tongue for a second. You feel that little muscle there? Come on, y'all, got to do it. Bite your tongue for just a second. Don't, like, chop it off now. Just, just lightly bite it. You feel that? See how you're, you're instinctively your tongue is, like, trying to writhe out of your teeth? It doesn't even want to be stopped. It doesn't want to be bit. Don't bite me. I got to say amen when the pastor's preaching. Don't bite my tongue. Right? This is, this is the, the tongue that we have is such a creative force. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. In your mouth. In your mouth is death or life. 
I, I want you to grasp something today. I want you to realize something today. I want the light bulb to click inside of your, in, in your spirit. I want you to get the revelation that in order for there to be life change, you've got to open your mouth. In order for you to even be saved, the Bible says that we must believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. So faith comes. Faith drops in my heart. I believe in God. I believe in who he is. Then I confess him as Lord. Then I'm saved. Why would anything else in the kingdom be different? I've got to open my mouth. I've got to confess things. I've got to speak. I've got to speak life. Let me tell you something, parents. Let me tell you something, teachers, principals. You've got to speak life. You've got to speak life. Don't walk around and speak what you see. Mr. Timmons, can I, can I pick on you for just a second? I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. This is Mr. Timmons. He is the assistant principal for C.A. Johnson High School. I'm so glad you're here. Brand new principal, just, just appointed, just moved here on Thursday. By the way, guess who is the new chaplain for the C.A. Johnson High School football team? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I got to give credit where it's due. But check this out. He, he already told me. We sat in his office on Thursday. He told me about the things he wants to do. People are even giving you flack about some of it. That won't work. That ain't going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. People always got something to say. Blah, 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 blah. They don't never But he's got a vision that goes past what he saw when he walked into C.A. Johnson. And in order for that to come to pass, I want to tell you and prophesy over you and everybody in this room that you've got to speak that into existence. You've got to go in there and not just say what you see, but say what you want to see. Speak what you want to see. Speak what's going to come. Speak what needs to come to pass. Speak what is not as though it is. That's what the Bible tells us. Let's look at that verse. Let's go there. Come on, y'all stay with me. Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. Romans 4.17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. And in the presence of him who believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Why can I do that then? If God did that, why can I do that? Because he says that we know that Jesus was God on earth. And Jesus, by the spirit of God, lives inside of you and I. The Bible tells us that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is in you. So don't tell me you don't have any creative power. Don't tell me that your tongue can't produce something. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen the negative way, and I've seen it happen the positive way. I've seen people speak things, you know, they say, oh, well, I'll never make it. And they don't make it. I'll never graduate from high school. My daddy didn't graduate from high school. My mom didn't graduate from high school. I'll never graduate from high school. I had a friend to this day doesn't have a degree. I heard him speaking. I wish I had known what I know now because as a teenager, I could have changed his life. I could have changed his life, but I didn't know. Now it's too late. Every once in a while, I'll see him pop up on Facebook. His life's a mess. I've tried since to invite him to church and speak into his life, and he's not much open to something I, I just, I wish I would have known. You've got an opportunity. Listen to me, parents. Listen to me, teachers, principals, resource officers. What, what, you've got an opportunity. 
to speak life into your atmosphere. You've got an opportunity in a place where other people may be speaking negatively, you can speak. You can speak life. You can speak right. You can speak the opposite. See, I, I know firsthand that this works. And I'm going to speak life. It doesn't matter what I see. Say that with me. Say, it doesn't matter what I see. I get to speak life. All right, now I want you to say it again, and I want you to let that drop from not, some, not just something you're saying, but something that you believe. Say, I get to speak life over my situation. I get to speak life. Come on, say it with me. Say, I get to speak life over my circumstances. You can speak it. Now before you, if you're new, don't think that we're some, you know, necessarily a blab it, grab it church. I'm just preaching the word. I'm just showing you the principles that are in the word. I'm just showing you that life and death are in the power of your tongue and that when you take your tongue and you use it in your environment, you can affect change. It doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter who the principal is. It doesn't matter who the superintendent is. It doesn't matter who the workers are. It doesn't matter who my assistant is or the associate is at my job. It doesn't matter what they are. It matters who's in me. And God is in me. This year, this year will be better. I confess it right now. I know I'm supposed to pray over you in a minute, but right now, in the middle of this atmosphere with the Spirit of God on me, I confess right now that this year will be better. This year will be different. This year will be, will, will be a difference maker. This year, my kids, they're not going to be like they were last year. They're going to be better. This year, my, my spouse is going to be better. This year, my, I'm not going to have teacher issues like we had last year. That's all in the past. I'm going to have good issues. I'm going to have good stuff happen. I know that God's word. What are you speaking? What are you saying? What's coming out of your mouth? What's coming out of your mouth? Be careful and watch what you say. Watch what you say. Watch what you let out. Let out life. If you've been letting out negativity, if you've been speaking negativity, maybe you haven't even meant to. Maybe you just, oh, my child always does so-and-so. He's just always like that. Everywhere we go, he just, he just shows out everywhere we go. I mean, he just runs around the store everywhere we go. None of y'all talk that way, so that's why I'm using that voice, okay? And you say that, and then everywhere you go, little Johnny runs everywhere. Well, you've claimed it. You've said it. You've, you've I mean, now, he, you know what? And kids pick up on stuff. They're knowing what you're saying. They know exactly what you're saying. So they know, maybe they don't, maybe they are really little and they don't actually understand, but they can, they can pick up on things. They've got little spirits too. Speak life into them. When you see them running around, see, here's what, here's, here's, let me, let me, let me, I'm glad you got that verse still back up there because, because check this out. It says, Everybody watch this. It says that God called those things which do not exist as though they did. It does not say that he called those things that existed like they did not. In other words, you can't lie about your situation. That won't work. Let me give you an example. If you go to the doctor and the doctor diagnoses you with with um, some disease. And he says, you've got this disease. 
We've run scans. We did retests. We did blah, blah, blah. And we've consulted in my group of physicians. And every one of us agree that you have such and such disease. You cannot say, I don't have such and such disease. But what you can say is my God is bigger than that. My God is bigger than cancer. My God is bigger than lupus. My God is bigger than autism. My God is bigger than that. My God is bigger than whatever diagnosis you can give me or give my child. My God's bigger than all that. And I don't know how he can change it, but God can change it. If anybody can change it, God can change it. And so what do I speak? I speak his word. I speak his word. When I don't have anything else to speak and I've got nothing nice to say and nothing positive in or around me, I speak his word. I just speak his word. I proclaim his word. I let what's, what, I make sure I'm putting the word in me, and then I speak it out. And I stop my mouth when I start saying something contradictory to his word. Don't go there. Paul told us that we can take thoughts captive. Our minds are going to run. I tell you, I've been in doctor's offices, and I've never gotten a bad report in a doctor's office. But I've been in a doctor's office where there were tests done, and there was waiting on the results, and your mind starts running. And I can only imagine if my mind was running then what my mind would have gone to had I gotten a negative report. Or maybe my spouse or kids or whatever. That's why the word is so important. Because if the word is in you, and it's planted in you, and you're good ground, I'm not just a wayside Christian where the word got snatched by the devil. I'm not just a, a thorny Christian where, where the things in my life are, are choking out the word. I'm not a shallow Christian where the word can't stay in me and it constantly dies every time I get under some pressure. No, no, no. I'm a good ground, good ground, good ground, good ground Christian. And so when the word's planted in me, I let it grow. I stay in his word. I speak his word. I live in his word. I spend time in his word. I pray. I, I read the Bible and I go to church, not just to go to church because my mommy and daddy go to church or because my, that's where my auntie goes or that's where, you know, it's the popular place to go. No, I go to church because I need a word. And when I get that word in me and I keep that word in me, when a time comes, I've got something to speak. I've got something to speak. I've got something that's going to come out of me that's not the world. I've got something that's going to come out of me that, see, I know what you already told me, Mr. Boss Man, when you told me that my job is finished and that I don't have an employment status anymore. I know I heard what you said, and I can't lie about it and say I've got a job, but what I can say is that my God shall supply all my needs and it don't matter. You're not my supply. You're not. I mean, maybe you shouldn't actually tell your boss that if you want to get hired back. But on the inside, you can walk out of the office. And in the hallway, you can go to the bathroom and splash cold water in your face. And you look in the mirror and say, look at me. I'm not going to be defeated. Because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That means that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. That means I can go out here and I can get another job. I got this job and as I'm going to my desk, I'm going to pack up my things and I'm going to pack them in this box and I'm going to carry my box out and I'm going to smile and I'm going to wave to everybody and I'm going to go walk to my next job. 
because God's going to give me what I need. God's going to supply what I need. See, that's, that's a word in me. Now, now, when you face a challenge like that, when you're, listen to me, parents, kids, even to the, the many of you kids in here, you're old enough to hear what I'm saying. Don't get bullied. Don't get bullied. You know, the Bible tells us that God will never leave you and never forsake you. That means when you go in any classroom, any playground, any ball field, Jesus is with you. He's with you. And he'll never leave you. i got to wrap up because we're going to pray for these kids. But listen to me. The most important thing, if you were to write anything down today, if you were to put anything on your notes, the most important thing you can speak is God's word. If you've got nothing else to say, Speak God's word. Get a word. Get a word. God, give me a word. Holy Spirit, give me a word to speak over this situation. When you listen to me, just because we pray today doesn't mean the devil's going to try something or not going to try something. He's going to try. As a matter of fact, if you're a good Holy Ghost person, he's going to try. He's going to try to attack you. He's going to try something. He's going to try some stuff. When he does, you give him the word. You give him that sword. You pull it out your sheath and you say, look here, devil. You wave it around. I got something for you. And he'll cower at the word. He'll fall at the word. The Bible says that every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. You know what Jesus did when he was tempted? He gave the devil the word. He gave him the word. That's all he did. He gave him the word. This year, will be better than last year. This year will be better than any year before. This year will be different. This year will be magnificent. This year will be amazing. This year, this year is going to be one that you're going to look back and say that's where everything turned around. This year will be the year where everything turned around, where everything switched, where everything flipped, where everything, I, I, I used to go that way, and it used to be like this, and my child used to be like that. But this year, I remember in the fall of 2019 where I got a word and I began to change how I speak and I began to change how I talk. And that changed everything. That changes everything. Listen to me this morning. I hope you got what I'm saying to you and what I'm, I'm encouraging you with because today, if you want life to change around you, You've got to change how you speak. 